Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Wonder Woman by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. My name is Nathan. You can find me on social media at No Clutch Nate. And I'm Johnny, the Johnny Powers, the host of Austin Powers Minute. All righty. And today we're talking about minute number five of Wonder Woman, which is going to start with Antiope catching uh, Diana uh, playing hooky, uh, watching the Amazons train. And then it's going to end with uh, the start of Hippolyta and Antiope arguing about um, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing that Diana is doing. Uh, which I, I forgot to mention that young Diana here is played by Lily Bell, and she is apparently reprising her role as young Diana in Wonder Woman 1984, as we just saw in that trailer, uh, which I didn't think we were going to go back to the mascara, but I am very happy that we are. Um, yeah, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty cool minute, action packed. Um, you know, we got we got uh, high speed chase through a city. We got a we got a big, <laughs> uh, big ravine jump. We got a close call. Big action packed minute in this one, guys. I love dropping these things on Nate. Like Nate has to start <laughs> start directing the episode. Uh, Johnny, do you have any big takeaways about this? <laughs> I don't know whether to leave that in or not, but I had well, a good time. Well, I mean, time. okay, they'll leave it in because uh, it eventually turns into a heist movie. Does it turn? She, oh, Nate her armor. Those. She has to steal her armor, remember? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It turns yeah. into a heist movie, so it's a little bit of everything. Um, I like that tiny Diana is, like, smart and swift enough to, like, outrun her own teacher and it's not the first time mm-hmm. <laughs> and Hippolyta's like let's get back before another teacher quits yeah mm-hmm. so I wonder how many teachers have quit and we were saying yeah she's, she's just running away like constantly mm-hmm. and she's just running away to watch the the training that's mm-hmm. it yeah she just wants to train like a warrior like everyone else yeah mm-hmm. and uh that that teacher's name we find out the teacher's name we find out she's not a caretaker or uh she's a teacher her name, well, she's played by Josette Simmon, um, but her name is Nemosine. Why are you looking at me? I don't know. It's like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> if if everything is pronounced the way that, okay, so I've been pronouncing Antiope. I've pronounced Antiope, but I, I'm. Antiope. Antiope. I thought it was Antiope. Everything has a hard vowel sound. So Antiope, if we go by that logic, um, and then we would have... Uh, so this is going to be a long episode, y'all. No, so her name would then be pronounced Nemosine. Nemosine? It'd be Artemis. Yeah. <laughs> and then Hippolyta. You're, you're trying to... You're trying to uh, and then everybody's Anna. Na- everybody's names are different, dude. And it's then not we, just oh, in the background here of Antiope, Antiope, we also see um, Philippus, who's played by Anne Agabomo. Ag- and then what's I'd, her name? Philip, Philip, Philippus, 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 Philippus. Philippus. No. <laughs> Everything so you're trying to create this rule with Antiope, but it's not. Like I want to call her Antiope. Is that? Uh, 
You, you want to call her Antiope? Antiope. Antiope. That's what she says in the. This is. Hang on. Let's That's, hear what the little girl says. Cause she says Antiope. She says like. Says yeah. Antiope. But you also have to think this little girl has an accent. Or is and then what, Gal Gadot is going to have a different accent, which I understand. Yeah. But she uh, Gal Gadot says Antiope in like the most emotional way, and it, it got to me, and I said, "Okay, I'm going to pronounce it, it that you way." Want. It doesn't matter. Yeah, she says Antiope. Antiope, like Tyope. So it's not anti; it's Antiope. Yeah, where's the stress on the, the on, on the name? Anti. The pause is after the and, so Antiope. Yeah, it's on the second syllabus. Mm-hmm. Syllable. Syllabus. So, has, can we get the second? <laughs> so, I missed the first day. Can, we, can I get the second syllabus? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'll say Antiope, Hippolyta, uh, Nemosine. Nemosine? It's literally you're going to get this. In the, the this She only exists in these five minutes, but less than five minutes, so you're fine. <laughs> yeah. We're, we'll live. But uh, Connie Nielsen showing up in, in style here as she catches Diana. Um, um, yeah, hang on. Let's um, <clears throat> we're gonna we're gonna take it back. So yeah, we're going all the way go all the way to the end of there. Um, sh- sh- so yeah, are we are you, are we done with the training bits? He we just really likes Hippolyta, and that's why he's trying to like lean into talking about Hippolyta. But I want to talk about this girl running. I want to talk about this armadillo. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, you skip the armadillo. You skipped. Uh, you skipped this real. Um, uh, Romanesque uh, guard that's that's trying to block Diana's mm-hmm. uh, path in the in the street, which I mean she looks great. That now I just want to see like what what she is. She, she's obviously like some sort of guard. She's got a cape. She's got armor and she's got a helmet with got the a helmet. royal feather thing on it. She's the, probably the, a knight's guard, right? Like so, yeah. like an official like that's guard cool. of Hippolyta. That's really cool, and I want to know more about those those groups. I want to know more about those guards, um, or if she's just like uh like just like a police figure. But yeah. then, like, what's the difference between her and why isn't she training with uh, the other uh, people on the on the beach or wherever they are? It's the camps, right? The Antiope bef- versus Hippolyta camps. The peace versus preparedness. Oh, perhaps. So is if, if I wonder if this girl is more of like a um, military police? No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah, maybe like, military police, uh, but then like a peacekeeper no, I was versus more, an antagonist. Yeah, I was thinking more of a cop versus a warrior, mm-hmm. like royal um, hall pass monitor. Yeah. Hey, like, stop yeah, right there. Like royal royal guardsman versus n- knight or yeah. soldier. Like what I was um, the uh, the republics, uh, um, uh, the republics don't say shock trooper. Um, Senate guards versus uh, the two hundred and twelve garrison. Did that Star yeah, Wars joke connect? I was like, that was Did a that deep work cut. For anybody? Deep cut, deep cut. But I was trying to. You could probably make it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like you have. The Dominion, and then you Hang have on. the v- the v- Vorta? Vorta, Vorta with a V. Yeah, we we made it. 
Um, uh, do one for the Star Trek. The better fans. Star Wars one would be because that's a that's iffy territory, especially with Coruscant, because you did have the Coruscant security force getting outsourced uh, and getting kind of shoveled out, and Coruscant uh, shock troopers were a thing. Welcome um, back to Star Wars. As Minute. well as uh, the Different regular show. shock troopers um, that were, you know, they had the red and then they had the gray ones. They were Coruscant shock troopers and whatnot. Um, so that's a little little rough territory there i don't i would also say like uh in terms of the mascarin guard it's probably the people closest to hippolyta have already fought in the war that rebellion the revolt of the amazonians to get them to themiscara right so it's potentially the people who rose up and fought hardest with her have achieved the ranks of mm-hmm. like a knight's guard kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Versus these people are training. They didn't necessarily live that same battlefield, mm-hmm. but they're preparing for it. Preparing for a war that may never come. Hippolyta says that. But it movie. is better to be prepared. I want to see if there's more. Um, people dressed like her though like this this because she's very romanistic isn't she the other girls behind Hippolyta yeah oh yeah there's some girls at the very end of the minute that have this look so the people around Antiope are very like uh, bare bones like very warrior-esque but the ones around Mm -hmm. Hippolyta are that like Roman metal clad Yeah. yeah very Roman why is that I want I want to know why I wonder do you is there was there a um was there a is there a newness uh in that aspect I guess obviously there is from like uh, you know ancient Greek uh, mm-hmm. ancient Grecian culture you know to uh, Roman culture and everything like that obviously you know well I guess if you newer. think about it if you think about depictions of modern uh, movies dealing with Greco mythology of like Troy, it, they're very similar. Yeah. Regardless, it's not. It's. Uh, I feel like. In I a c- nutshell, they are pretty similar. I could see, you know, this that despite the mascara being at peace, that there is, maybe that that balance is what's holding it together. Is that you have people like Antiope who are Amazons, and they, they kind of, maybe they do resemble more, uh, uh, Greece or. Uh, like Greek, Grecian. Yeah. yeah, and then you might have uh, Hippolytus side of things, which does represent more of like a new Roman era, yeah. and, Democracy and and maybe that maybe that is there to show that maybe maybe the Amazons like Antiope are designed to look more like Greek warriors from mm-hmm. uh, from Sparta, but then you have the Romans as a as the royal guards, and then even. This is actually happening. This kind of happened with Star Wars. I know we just made the joke, but this one is a little bit more serious. Is that Star Wars kind of did the same thing with the New Republic in Episode Seven, and they kind of explain it in there's you have the Mandalorian, which is a show that's between Episode Six and Seven, and then uh, Star Wars Resistance is right before Episode Seven, and. With the New Republic, and now that the war is over and the Empire is gone, they switch back over to having droids as like their military um, to like govern things. But then you have like the Resistance, who are 
they look like rebels, even though it's peacetime and there's a there's a republic, not an empire anymore. And you're thinking, why have this extremist group called the resistance? They don't need to be fighting anything, but it's people like Antiope and Poe Dameron and General Leia who are like, oh, there's a war coming. We just have to be prepared for it. And then you mm. have so you have that, but then you have people in the New Republic going. We have droid army now. We don't need to yeah. be worried about anything. We have droid army. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, we have droid army now, is what they said. Um, um, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. But, I, was... also, <laughs> but I, I also think, like, uh, it sucks because, like, I feel like Hippolyta is blind to her own history. Right, so in mm-hmm. the, yeah. the following minute, she explained, I think it's the following minute or the minute after, she's telling the story to Diana about the history of her being Amaz- the Amazon queen, right? Mm-hmm. The queen of the mascara. And how um, the mankind that was created kind of, when they were born, so was war. Obviously, like, Zeus created him in the image, but as soon as they were corrupted by Ares, man and war became synonymous, right? Mm -hmm. So by her saying, and it's not even just whether Ares exists or not, right? Yeah, that's irrelevant. Where he's alive or dead, based off of Zeus, um, because man exists, war exists. And for her to be blind to the fact that Yes, she is in this like a uh, closed society of a protected island. War still exists, mm-hmm. whether she wants to suppress it in her brain or not, or repress it. I guess better turn of phrase um, repress the the act of war, um, as we will see. War is still ever present and constantly flowing through society just because mankind exists so her she's like creating this own her own air of ignorance here yeah no absolutely and and it's it would be foolish because we learned this a lot about greek gods and greek mythology it's like you can't just also be like one god is the problem like Ares is the problem we eliminate him you know we have to prepare for him it's like at some point, they they all were like, "Yo, that Zeus guy is also the worst." And you know, now that I think about it, Dionysus ain't doing anything great either. And if there's anyone that we probably maybe feel sympathy, Listen, he's just drinking wine. Okay, leave him alone. Yeah, well, but then you also got you know Hermes. He's late all the time. He always says he's gonna be on time. He's never on time. Well, you're also thinking like uh, you're also molding in New Fifty Two Wonder Woman. And the character development between the new gods and the old. I was just finding a reason to make fun of all of them. Yeah. But I mean, like, gods are not... Gods are flawless because they create their own narrative, right? Well, that's the point. Aren't they all <laughs> not flawed? Aren't they all flawed? Isn't that the point of Greek mythology? They're all they're all the worst. It wasn't Kratos. His whole thing would be like, you suck, you suck, you're terrible, you're... Norse, but still terrible. And it's like, isn't that the point? And he's just like, oh, now we're weaving in God of War. <laughs> well, isn't that the point? Isn't that what happened in God of War Two? It's just like, hey, you, you're also awful. 
they might be more bad than you. Mythology is just created to explain things, phenomena, day and night, season changes, uh, right and wrong. It's their fables, right? Mm -hmm. Supposed to learn from them. What? Learn not to be a bad person. Learn from the mistakes of the gods that you worship. Mm. Nate, you got any takes on this? I like what Johnny just said right there. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about everyone's favorite character in this movie. Uh, little Armadillo over here. Any, any hot takes? Yeah, why is there, why is, what's with the shot of the Armadillo? Do Are armadillos arm- supposed to be significant? I don't know. Do, uh, it's an armored, it's an armored animal. Culturally, yeah. Is it like, were they studied at some point for a, for a particular culture about like armor and, and stuff like that? That's a fun thing to look into. So in Themyscira, they have this uh, this game that they play where they hit this ball through like a hoop that's on a wall. No, 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 and you fucking know it. Which is a South American thing, which is the Amazon Basin. So it was Brad Pitt and somebody else. <laughs> it was Sloan Kettery and Johnny Hopkins. Johnny Hopkins were there blazing that shit every day. I'm looking up ar- armadillo so in am I. culture. I'm looking up armadillo ball game that they play. How armadillos can spread leprosy. Uh, well, it's. Uh, Means little armored one in Spanish, and yeah, armadillo. Uh, Is that what they called you? <laughs> Shh. Um, but yeah, it's a cute little thing. I think it's supposed to. Um, I think you kind of start to imagine that like other like fantastical creatures might live here, like I don't know, like a Pegasus or like some other. Uh, uh, you get a Pegasus, you get a Cerberus, you get a. Uh, There's a Minotaur. He's lifting logs to yeah. the foundry, uh, but no, it's you got you got ox. You got um, is there a plural for ox? Oxen. Yes, oxen. <laughs> <laughs> Armadillos. It's like just natural uh, flora and fauna here in Themyscira. Uh, okay, because they don't exist. Armadillos don't exist. Armadillos don't exist. (laughs) Hot take. Armadillos don't exist. No, they don't exist in like. This is like me three years ago finding out that narwhals exist. Yeah, that's what I was going to think. Where are armadillos? And then this. So this armadillo is not like the armadillo that we have here in Florida. There's different species of armadillo. Obviously. That's what I was trying to figure out what this armadillo was. Nate's like, that's not uh, the armadillo I saw two days ago (laughs) by the That's not the armadillo that was uh, in my backyard. No. Um, This armadillo looks like. It looks like one of the. It looks like a. a this one is called a big hairy armadillo. <laughs> no, that's I don't think that's not it. No. That's its name. I swear no. to God, it says big. Yeah, and then no, the one right yours? next to it says screaming hairy armadillo. So. <laughs> I think you're in the wrong Scream. place. Okay, listen, the armadillo. I think it's a. It might be a pinchy the arma- or a peachy. The armadillo that are in Florida mm-hmm. are called greater longnose armadillo. What about nine banded armadillo? Because that's what I'm looking at right here. Big Bandit Armadillo, is that what his name is? No, gra- uh, there's Greater Long-Nosed Armadillo and mm-hmm. great and Nine-Band Armadillo. 
Well, he's got them bands, huh? I feel like that's... Yeah, he's got them mm. bands. Seven okay. banded armadillo. How many bands has armadillo got in this movie? You got to count. Let me see. You got to get close yeah, to me. Yeah, that's the thing. So one... Oh, boy. That looks way more than seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven! Oh, he's got seven bands. I think this is that... Seven banded armadillo. Now make How a song. How are you counting this? That looks like nine. Um, not counting the stripes. I'm counting full like uh, like two slits make up a band. You know what I mean? Oh. Like imagine if like I- instead of oh. the, it, I'm not counting indentations. I'm counting the full strip. So like two of them, I guess two invitations. Okay. Okay. So we found our s- seven band bandit uh, armadillo. He's just a little um, cute. These ones look like they reside in South America. Most armadillos do. Honey, I live in Florida. <laughs> That's close enough. <laughs> um, Brazil. Yeah, that's that one. You know, we talked last minute about the doors for like the training grounds, which may have been like, it could have been like the weapons locker, like their their um, training armor. I don't know what you call that, but like. Armory. Yeah, it's an armory. Yeah, armory, but it's for training. You know, it's got wooden swords and stuff like that. I don't think you would. Oh, hmm. I was going to say, I don't think there would necessarily be a separate armory for training gear versus regular gear. Maybe just, you know, two birds that thing and just make one building. Yeah. But so we have a door here uh, that <laughs> so Diana. I just thought about somebody running in the armory and like not thinking and grabbing a wooden sword and running out into battle with it. Yeah. And just I'm being sure like, it's happened. I messed up. Yeah. Like, oh man, <laughs> dang it! Gra- I yeah, said this one. Can't you read the stained glass? It says wooden sword, not yeah. real sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Can't you read the stained glass? <laughs> They have to read the whole story and they go, oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I had to start from a mile away. It said tree, sword. Tree, about a bush on fire. I don't know what that guy was talking about. <laughs> tree, sword. I love how it became a Christianity and Dora yeah. the Explorer. I got to tell you something. Time. So, um, when I think of going back to the stained glass bit and like Christianity and stuff like that. Uh, in the church that I went to when I was a child, there was a full window of um, the burning bush scene in stained glass. So that is burned heavily into my mind. Of that's just one thing where it's like I don't like that man. I don't. I don't need to see Joseph, you know, burning some bush. <laughs> Listen, I've seen The Prince of Egypt a thousand times. I understand. Good movie. Great movie. Good animated version of yeah. that. Yeah, story. good animated, good animated version. Good. Yeah. Uh, that movie was scary, right? Oh yeah, the plagues and stuff. That was scary. Yeah, I know we dog on Christianity a lot, but um, I think a lot of those stories, as an institution, as an institution, yeah. And but I think sometimes those stories are pretty good. That no, as storytelling, yeah, you can. But that's it's the same as, thing as myth, as, right? It's that yeah. learn from the mistakes of the mm-hmm. people who came previous. Mm-hmm. Exactly, it's it's learn a way of life. Prince of that Egypt is, is so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, what I was saying is that this door here is made out of wood, and maybe we got it confused. Maybe it wasn't made out of metal or glass. The the other the. Oh yeah, the other one. Yeah, that that other one couldn't have been glass. Mm-hmm. It, I'm just. Uh, it looked like it. It was probably stone. Petrified wood. Stone. I'll meet you halfway. The one that she's running past now definitely looks petrified because it looks um, 
you know, yep. stone. It, it almost oh, looks well, like it was no. painted. Yeah, I was gonna say it looked a little stony at first, but now I'm paused right on it, 26 seconds, and no, that's that's straight up. I like that door wood. handle too. It almost looks like um, it's yeah. A lock. What is that? It's a lock. You gotta turn like it a, too, right? No, it looks just like a knocker. Oh yeah, I, don't I know guess how so. You open it like it a knocker, but it also looks like it has cogs to it. Like almost like, yeah, it like if you turn it, it there. would actually be like some sort of archaic doorknob mm-hmm. mechanism. And so you can knock with it, but you could also use the fulcrum to like turn it. Anyways. That's a cool looking door. That's a cool and I door. I want to know if it opens. Probably, Probably not. not the way we think it does. Or would want it to, but like hinges, yeah. it probably isn't. Yeah, what I there probably wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's when uh, uh, Diana takes this leap of faith, and she's caught by her mother, Hippolyta. <sighs> what is she? Why is she jumping? Is she just like really that adrenaline junkie that she's just like, I just saw a bunch of people training. I gotta go jump off the. She kno- She obviously knows where this hole is, and she runs to it. But is it, or is it just? Her trying to be hardcore parkour and evading getting captured. Escape, yeah. Escape route. She's probably planned out so many of these. And she's a kid in the island. She's found yeah. every nook and cranny to hide in. Yeah. I mean, we've all, uh, you know, not to bring Hercules into the mix too much, but we've seen Disney's Hercules. And um, it's a good it's a good one to pull from because that one casts hercules in this light of uh, you know it's always always good and him as a child as well was you know you have this godlike child who's full of energy um like literal energy and it's not unreasonable to think that they would be having this issue of like i need to do something with all this energy I, like i have all this like wonder and and like and need for attention not attention but like um i can see this this is this makes sense that diana's character would act like this as a child because she is full of this pent-up like energy that needs to be handled and and Teope sees it uh hippolyta sees it as well but she's trying to suppress it because it is it is too powerful it's the anakin chosen one syndrome thing again so she i'm sure I'm sure the only one who could ever catch her is Hippolyta, and she's done it so many times. She's probably used to it as well, and Diana has run through Themyscira all the time. Probably, maybe not every day, but she does this all the time because she's just this child who's just going through. And like, I don't know. I don't have kids, so I can't really speak. But um, I'm sure to me it to me it all makes sense, and to me it makes sense that. Hippolyta would be the one to catch her because she's probably the only one who's fully aware of Diana's power and what to do mm-hmm. with it. Not even Antiope knows, I would think. Right? I... Does Antiope know? Maybe that's why she wants her to train? Um, I think the answer yeah. is obvious. But no, I... yeah, she does She, she... does know because it's discussed between the two of them, Hippolyta and Antiope, later mm-hmm. on. Yeah. So yes, she obviously knows, but but uh, there is something that I mean. Obviously, we'll get to it later and in more depth. But there is a you know a a bubble that Hippolyta is trying to place over Diana. She is trying to be the. I mean, she's being the protective mother. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't 
for good reason question mark don't know um yeah, we all try right good intentions yeah. good intentions is the golden asterisk on that one um but yeah it's definitely um i i, I do like uh n- the idea of knowing that she does know exactly where Diane is going to be and that she can be at that moment at the exact time she jumps to catch her hand. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah. And um, as a queen, like look at her as, uh, you know, the te- sometimes we think of queen, we think of royalty, but like, she's got like this fur, like fleece going on on mm-hmm. the side. And yes, yeah, she's wearing a crown, but she's still seeing, even though we talk about like royalty, she still seems very down to earth, like very real. Um, and not not like rusty as far as like being super adorned in like in into royalty and all that. So, yeah. Uh, duh, queen, uh, princess Diana being the people's princess. How about que- uh, Hippolyta being the people's queen? <laughs> yeah. There's something. There's something there. There's something. I I believed in. Try it. try just give it, give it to someone else. Pass it on to someone else. They could punch it up uh, and not be as disrespectful i mean if they didn't get the princess diana joke in there then i think all hope is lost it might mm-hmm. be might be talking to a dated audience but yeah um oh i don't want to date an audience are you kidding me that's too much that's too re- relative dating who would want to date their siblings anyways <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's funny that's funny uh, um but anyways so yeah Antiope and hippolyta start to get into this conversation and I think it ends off on a great point um, because Antiope says, well, Diana should at least learn to defend herself. And Hippolyta says, from who? Uh, whom? From from whom? Does she say whom or who? Who? Hang on. No, she says whom. Does she? That's proper English. I know, but you know. Teach me proper English because I don't even know it. Yeah, she says whom. How do you answer whom? What do you mean? When do you use it and how do you, wh- like, for what purpose? I What's don't know the exact rules. You told um, me it was proper but English. I know. It's like, ah, oh, shit. No, it has to do, yeah, it has to do something with um, the subject. It, shit. See, that's when it gets down to, when you have well, to break you, it down first grammatically. First you got your subject and, and then yeah, you got your predicate. Really, that's, that's how you do it. That's how you figure out when and when <laughs> not to use the word whom. It really is. You have to actually think about it. If it doesn't just come naturally to you, like myself and I, it's one of those things. I think whom you answer with a pronoun, don't you? Are you ready? If you can replace the word with he or she, he or she, use who. What about If you can replace it with him or her, use whom. Okay, so when she's... But then you really have to think, like, when should I be saying he or she and him or her? Singular? No, then it doesn't matter at that point. Jesus Christ, the English language is a... This might be a good philosophical position for Hippolyta because it's something I don't like in people and it's something that Antiope might have as a perspective. But if she is saying whom, then there must be a them. And if you believe constantly in an us versus them perspective, Mm -hmm. then Antiope is constantly thinking that there's a them opponent. And a lot of people have that perspective, and it usually leads them to picking sides and things that they don't have to pick sides for and creating, like, partisan mindsets. And so mm-hmm. if you have a politic who's saying, against whom? And then Antiope says, well, them. And then you're like, 
them doesn't exist in Hippolytus' mind. There's only us and we. You know, there's only the whole of us as as peace. It's a peaceful mindset. I don't know. Mm. It's good, but it's also mixed with like it. It could be a dash of ignorance. Yeah. It's like mm. uh, it's not necessarily yeah, like Batman. that ether. Them, I guess, mm, preparedness is there's something to say for preparedness, right? For yeah. the inevitability of like, it doesn't have to be a them. It could be uh, I don't know, a catastrophe that you need to be physically strong for that has nothing to do with an actual physical human being, right? Could be like you need to be able to be a strong swimmer for a flood or. I yeah. don't know. Strong for like a a landslide to be able to lift weight to lift off of people. Uh, I know here she's talking about like Aries and yeah that, but yeah. it's also yeah. like you can't always lump it into the, uh, them being a human or being a adversary. It could also be like an inevitability of an event that you need to be prepared for. But they're talking about fighting. Yeah, I and, know. And, and you can fight and, Mother Nature too all day. <laughs> We do uh, <laughs> physically. <laughs> Not with I punches. mean, like, it, yeah. If you want to talk about, like, you know, I walk three miles in snow up to my ankles to get to school <laughs> or Take whatever. Mount Everest. Yeah, but like, um, at the base of this, they're talking about training in a militaristic fashion, or, or you know, training in combat. So that has the connotation of an adversary is there. And it's also like, uh, can you really lump in this case? It's a fictitious story, but can you really lump a human and a god together in the same breath? Because Antiope is training to fight Ares, this larger-than-life god of war. Right. Not necessarily just, like, mankind itself as, Mm -hmm. like, a human man. It's also trying to fight a literal god. Who has mm. powers above them, like more powerful than them? Because at this point, a lot of people, uh, I guess, would associate, oh, like Diana is an Amazonian, mm-hmm. so all Amazonians have the same power as Diana. But that's not true. She's a demigod, right? And they also so, fought alongside them. They fought with Ares, the goddess Artemis, and um, Zeus in the war against uh, Dark Side. Mm-hmm. They were there. So it's like uh, you know the power of a god and you need to be prepared for that power of a god, mm-hmm. not just the power of man. Like if it was man, I'm sure they could wreck mankind. That's probably why Hippolyta is like, who, whom? Like them? They're like barely, but then again, they're living in a bubble. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. know. They don't know modern conveniences as in firepower. That but Ludendorff is uh, preaching the Aryan gospel over there. But it's just in an, in a nutshell, Antiope is preparing for a god onslaught. Yeah, like the power of the heavens coming down on you, kind of thing. Not like a so is a there fist fight <laughs> between the two. Um, and maybe this is why um, Diana has such a, a good upbringing is because her mother and aunt are pretty much you have your Superman and, and Batman. If Antiope is the the Batman who doesn't like settle down and and constantly um preparing for a war um versus hippolyta who believes in peace kind of like superman but is there one that you are you guys involved with this debate do you feel like one of them is right and one of them is wrong or do you feel 
maybe they're both right. Yes, they're both right, and I don't know who to trust more. And it goes back to like, Mark, you called it out for Batman having that kind of mindset and stuff. And it's like, yeah, but you know he's right. He might be wrong in practice, but the dude is right. And then you have to look at Antiope. It's like she's right in practice. Like, I think that like if that's something that these Themyscarians want to do, they these these people want to train and want to be a part of this uh, w- army. Like that is their choice. Mm-hmm. Antiope is right to fuel that fire, and Hippolyta is right to give them the space to do that. You know. So that's why. So ultimately, I mean, everybody is living in harmony. So yes, they are both right because we're seeing it work right here, mm-hmm. and we saw it work in the past with the fight, uh, gods and dark side and stuff. I guess in a sense, you could probably have that argument. But they are both right because we're seeing a utopia right now. Like it is. There is no. There is no after. This is the after. Like this. This is it. There isn't, like, what if bad guys come and attack Themyscira? No, they did that. They've done that. They probably are still doing that. In the next, in Justice League, they do do that. And then we still come back to this. So they are both right. But I think the question is, like, is it right to train Diana? That's just, you know. And that question gets answered because we have all the stories and whatnot. But they're both right. I guess I see holes in both of the theories of... Like, Hippolyta is speaking peace, right? But Mm -hmm. she's in her own closed paradise that has no outside influence. So -hmm. if she was really preaching that peace, acceptance, don't fight, Mm -hmm. uh, she wouldn't live in her own bubble. Yeah. It would be something that she would accept the the outside world a little bit more than she does now. Mm -hmm. uh, Because she believes that there will be peace right but yeah. at this point she kind of only believes that there will be peace only in the mascara and so she's mm-hmm. closing herself off to the outside world so it's like uh there's holes in her theory yeah i mean i talked about um i yeah but sh- she shouldn't cons- like concern herself with the outside world she I shouldn't have to right? yeah yeah she shouldn't have to but it also kind of falls back on herself she shouldn't have to be concerned with the outside world because she is in a place protected by the gods, chosen by the gods. But at the same time, if she's trying to teach Diana, there's no reason yeah, to exactly. fight. There's, exactly. you're, it's that that hole that you tell yeah. your children, that lie that you, you tell your children. Yeah. That you're like, you and don't need to learn how to fight. Boy. You don't bubble need to girl. learn how mm-hmm. to do this because the world is this way. But the yeah. world is only this way because that's the way you made it. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's the same way with Antiope. The world is only the way you see it because of the way you made it. You, We all create our own stories and our own theories and the way we live our life. And you write your own history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I talked about, um, I, I dogged on Antiope for a bit for having that, that us versus them perspective. But um, with Hippolyta, it could be a, an ignorance thing. And I, I would probably agree that it is really ignorance because she, I mean, ignorance, I feel like is something you kind of agree 
to yourself or you come to terms with and subconsciously that you are just giving in to the idea that that you could be reactionary to it all that if someone comes in to Themyscira and attacks you um, that you would be ready for it anyways and that you don't need to prepare because there is no war coming um, and so it could be you know we talk we talk about like oh who you know they're both right but who do we trust um, and Teope, I think trust that something eventually you know like I think she trusts in the unpredictable stability of everything or like in chaos theory that something bad could happen at any moment and to trust into that you know that at some point something bad is going to happen um and for hippolyta not to is simply ignorance like are you believing that people will be peaceful or are you just being ignorant and it's and that's the only argument i could come up with for hippolyta um but I don't know. I, I, I do. I think it probably is best to say that both are right. And maybe it's that, that there are holes in both of them. I don't know. It's, it's a, probably a good question to end on for the week, but a good question. <laughs> week. so we'll pass the question off to people listening. Um, if you enjoyed everything you heard this week, um, and you want to hear more, we want to hear more from you. So hit us up on Twitter, DCEU Minutes, Facebook, DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. You can hit us up on our social media as well. Um, talk to us. We, we openly invite you guys to chat with us about any and everything about Wonder Woman, whether it be philosophy, mythology, politics, even comic book lore. Like, have that conversation with us. We, we want to have more of that, and we're going to have – hundreds of more conversations about that um mm-hmm. take it to twitter yeah hit us up go to twitter email us pen pal uh chisel message in the stone and send it to us <coughs> Longhand. Uh, get, get get to your closest post office and slap a stamp on that bad boy send it us send it to us so uh dcu minute on all social media and then the dc cinematic minute listener society is a facebook group we have uh for people to join in a facebook group to to talk with us and and chat with us so hit us up there let us know what you think if you really want to support the show please consider leaving a review it's the you know it's the least we ask for it really helps us out on the show and it helps other people find the show that so that they can listen to it too um and Johnny, you want to let people know where where else they can find you out there in the uh, in the internets? Uh, you can find me on the internets, uh, guesting on other podcasts. Mm-hmm. In case you like me doing this, uh, you can also hear me do uh, all the Austin Powers movies. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, uh, you can join the Psychedelic Pussycat Swingers Club on Facebook if you want. Uh, yeah, Johnny has a Facebook. That sounds like a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> she has a Facebook group to for uh, everyone who listens to the Awesome Powers Minute to join in. Uh, do you guys have a conversation or do you just share memes? Cause memes. It's all, it's hot, dank memes. <laughs> hot. You guys throw shoes at each other over there? Uh, it's a little far, but I would who try. Who a shoe? You guys should just like mail each other shoes. Austin Powers line that I know. That's a good line. Honestly, who throws a shoe? (laughs) Cool. Well, until then, we'll catch you guys next week for minute number six of Wonder Woman Minute.